Isaiah chapter 9. Just one little verse today. Just one little verse. This verse is is gonna kind of kind of get us from where we have been. We've been looking at some Old Testament, uh, kind of going through the Old Testament and some certain parts of of history there. And we had talked uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, from the book of Malachi. We had talked about uh, this this period of darkness that, if we can call it that, that took place between uh, when 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 God quit speaking to the people through the prophets as he had for hundreds of years in the Old Testament. There was a a period there between the end of what we call the Old Testament and the birth of Christ, the beginning of the New Testament. Uh, There was this this period of time where God didn't uh, talk to his people in the same way that he did prior to uh, and after. Uh, There was this period of, of, of what I would call a period of darkness. But God's people knew that there was something coming. They knew that there was light coming. They knew that they were not hopeless because God had promised them that. Now, there may have been some who had doubted. Uh, it's, it's, it's reasonable to think so that maybe some, after hearing for hundreds of years that, oh, God's, God's going to send one, He's going to send the Messiah, that there were no doubt some who would have said, I, I don't think God's going to do it. Uh, there are some in our world today that would say, well, I don't, I don't know that Jesus Christ is going to return. I've heard my whole life since I was a kid, all oh, the time is close. Jesus is, is coming soon. Well, I don't know when Jesus is coming, how soon or how far it'll be, but I do know he's coming, and I don't doubt that. If he comes today, praise the Lord. If he comes next week, praise the Lord. If he comes uh, three generations from now, praise the Lord. I know that he's coming. And I know that he's coming because God's word tells us so. And God's people back then, they weren't looking for the second coming as we may be. They were looking for the first coming. They were looking for the Messiah who was going to come. Because there were these ups and downs that we had talked about. These periods where they would be obedient to God and then there were those times where they would be disobedient to God. And they, uh, they, they needed something better than, than what was in place. They needed the better way and they needed the perfect way and that is Jesus Christ. And so after that, after that period of darkness uh, was over, they were looking forward to the one who is to come. And for the next couple of weeks, next three weeks or so, we're going to be talking about the fulfillment of some of these Old Testament prophecies that were pointing us forward toward the coming Messiah. Now, God's people didn't know exactly uh, what the, the, the birth of the Messiah would look like, or, or maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they just needed to read God's Word a little closer. Uh, but I think a lot didn't expect the Messiah, the Son of God, God Himself in human form, to come in the form of a child. But that's exactly uh, what God's Word tells us. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and I thank you for these words. And God, I pray that you help us in your word today to see how wonderful Jesus is. How great he is, dear Lord God. Help us not to miss that. And these few words today, God, I pray that you help me just to, just to preach and teach Jesus Christ. 
God, I pray that you help us to see that the one that you had promised has come. God, we see, the, we see the story unfold. We see the birth of the Messiah, dear Lord. And just as your people then that heard these words look forward to the Messiah who was coming, God, I pray that you help us to look forward to the Messiah who was coming again. And I pray, God, that in these few minutes, in these few words, that you just help us to put our focus and attention on Jesus Christ during this season where we think about his birth. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we have many scriptures, and particularly in the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is full of passages that point us forward uh, toward the Messiah who is coming. Some at his, at his first coming, at his birth, and some that point us to uh, Jesus Christ and, and what he would have to go through on the cross. But Isaiah is a very good book that is, that is throwing these little nuggets out to uh, the original readers and to us to, to let us know that God had this plan that was in place. He was already preparing them for the one who was going to come. And especially around this time of year, we begin to put a little focus on the birth of Jesus Christ. And these, this very verse that I just read points us toward the birth of the Messiah who was to come. For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. I wonder if the, uh, the, the shepherds, when they heard these words, and others, when they heard the, the story of the shepherds, and that the angel appeared to them and told them that a child had been born, that one had been born. I wonder how many. I'm sure there were some that probably thought of this very verse, that knew upon hearing of the angels appearing to the shepherds, that this is the one whom God had told them about. And all the ways that God could have come to this earth, in all the ways that God could have done it, in His infinite, in His infinite power, infinite wisdom, uh, He could have come in any form that He chose, in any way that He chose, at any time that He chose. God could have come down on a, on a flaming cloud from heaven. He could, have, he could have come down in the form of a massive giant. He could have come down as a king who was greatly adorned, uh, wielding his power and zapping people left and right and just abolishing them in an instant. God could have done anything that he wanted to do because he is God. And in all the ways that God could have revealed himself, that he could have come for his people, he came in the form of a child. God didn't come in the form of a king, at least not in the form of a king that we would think of a king as wearing beautiful uh, wardrobe and being adorned with precious jewels. Instead, God came to us in the form of a child. Instead, the very Son of God was born as a human being. What a beautiful thing that is to think about. What a beautiful thing that is. I think it tells us a lot about God. He's not a flashy, he's not a showy uh, person. He is one who is humble, who's humble enough to come in the form of a child. And Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, was pointing God's people to the fact that one day that Messiah was coming. Now some missed the Messiah because they were looking for something else. They weren't looking for a humble Savior who would be born as a child. They were perhaps looking for God who would descend from heaven with roars of thunder, uh, with, 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 with flames of fire shooting down. Perhaps they were looking for God to come in a different way. No doubt some were. But here God's Word tells us that there is going to be a child that will be born. There is coming a son. And that is going to be the one that is going to deliver humanity. 
that was going to deliver the very ones reading these verses, even though they wouldn't live to see Jesus' birth. They were going to deliver the very ones who were alive when Jesus Christ came onto the scene. And the one who was going to deliver you and I it was this child that Isaiah spoke about. He is the one that will deliver us from our sinfulness, from the darkness that we live in, from all the, the sin that so easily ensnares and burdens us down and has a hold on us and keeps us depressed and distressed and gloomy and all of these things that our sin does for us and all the heartaches that this world does. It was this child, it was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was to come, who would bring hope for the people. In the verses before this, we, we see, if you go back and read, you see about the times of gloom and the time of distress. But God said those times won't last forever. There, all, there won't always be darkness and doom and gloom and distress, but instead there will be hope. There will be light. And that hope and that light was going to come in the form of Jesus Christ. And you say, well, well, if Jesus has come, then, then why do we still have distress? And why does it still seem like uh, I'm living in darkness? Because there is still sin in this world. Because Satan is still doing his best to try to thwart God's plan, to try to keep all he can from Jesus Christ. There is always going to be sin in this world. There are always going to be heartaches and disease and things that are going to bring us down. But we know through God's word that this world is not the end. That Jesus Christ is the conqueror of all things. And ultimately, at the end of this life, we will experience that hope that we look forward to. And just as God's people in Isaiah looked forward to the hope that was to come, so you and I look forward to the hope that was to come. Through Jesus' birth, we had the Messiah that we needed. God's people had the Messiah that these words talked about. But it's through His death that we have the forgiveness of His sins. And these verses talk about the Messiah that's going to come. He's going to be the Prince of Peace, as it says. But we don't see peace in our world today. But the day is coming that Jesus Christ is going to fulfill these scriptures completely. And He will be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He will be all of these things that He's described as here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. I think that's why a lot of people missed Jesus the first time he come. And they said, surely this can't be the Messiah. I mean, this guy, he's, he's just a carpenter. And this guy, he's from Nazareth. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth. They, they were looking for something, at least in their mind, of how they thought the king should be, how the Messiah should be. And they totally overlooked Jesus. Perhaps they were thinking about words like these, that the governments will be on his shoulders. Many, no doubt, were looking for a Messiah who was going to come, who was going to be the ruler and who was going to be the king on this earth in that time and was going to make everything better in an instant when he come. But when Jesus came the first time, he didn't have the government on his shoulders. He didn't sit on a throne. He didn't rule the, uh, the land and all of the people around. All of the other kings didn't submit to him. Instead, Jesus Christ humbly submitted to everyone else. Not the kings, but, but everyone, even the very sinners that he came to save. And, and people couldn't wrap their head around the fact that the Messiah that was supposed to come, how could this one be the Messiah? But Jesus knew what we needed 
Even though it may not have been what everyone wanted, Jesus knew exactly what we needed. God knew that we needed a Messiah who was compassionate, who was humble, who was willing to lay down his life for us. We didn't need a Messiah who would come and rule with an iron fist. If Jesus Christ would have come and ruled with an iron fist, he would have just destroyed everyone because everyone was deserving of being destroyed based on our sinfulness. But God knew we didn't need a, a Savior who would come to condemn us, but one who would come to forgive us. And that's what Jesus Christ came to do. He came humbly. He was born to this earth because we needed a Savior who would give us forgiveness of our sins. So that when that day comes, that He will have the, uh, the, the governments underneath Him, that we, He will be the King of kings and the Lord of lords, so that when that day comes, that punishment is doled out, that those of us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ will not have to experience God's wrath because through Jesus Christ we have experienced God's grace. And that could not have happened had Jesus Christ not come and humbly have given his life for you and I so that we may be forgiven. And it's because of that, no matter what you may be going through, maybe there's darkness and gloom in your life, just in the same way that we saw it uh, to the people that Isaiah is writing to. Maybe you feel like them, and you need to see the same hope that they saw in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that a Messiah is coming. We know that this verse is true because the Messiah has already come, and we can bank on the fact that He will come again. That whatever darkness you may be living in, that whatever heartache you may be living in, that whatever struggle you may be facing, I'm telling you, you can find hope in Jesus Christ because He gave His life for you, because He came and He is the humble Savior that we needed. And praise the Lord that these verses have been fulfilled. And praise the Lord that all of these things that are said about Jesus Christ will one day ultimately come true when He returns and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It goes on to say, He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Now, we don't necessarily see Jesus referred to in all these things, but I believe that these words refer to the character of the Savior who is to come. Isn't Jesus a wonderful counselor? He's, he's a, a wonderfully a wise uh, Savior that we have that is always uh, guiding us and leading us and pointing us in the right direction through the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples, uh, when I leave, I'm going to send one to you, a counselor, or some translations say a comforter. Isn't it beautiful that Jesus Christ is a wonderful counselor to us, that we can boldly go to Him as our high priest who, is, who has given His life for us to be the ultimate sacrifice so that the veil could be torn, that through Jesus Christ we can boldly go before God and that God will wonderfully and lovingly speak to us and lead us through His Word through the guiding of the Holy Spirit to lead us in the right ways, to keep us in the way of righteousness, to lead us away from sin if we will listen to Him. What a wonderful counselor we have in Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ. Mighty God. Jesus Christ is mighty God. 
the the word there that's used in the in the Hebrew for God and many times in many translations is also a translated mighty one in other spots of the Bible. Now in this verse it's translated mighty God and that is true of Jesus Christ. He is mighty God but he is also a, a mighty one. He is like a hero to us. He's the best hero that we could ever hope for. We see these movies sometimes and TV shows of, of men and women who may give their life for people who may risk everything, and we call these people heroes. We see it in our real world with, 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 with people who are in the military who are going and who are fighting and who are our firefighters and our police officers, and, and there are many more that I didn't mention, but there are tons of people in this world today that are giving their life for other people, and we call those people heroes. How much more deserving is it for us to look at Jesus Christ, the Son who was given, our mighty God, the mighty one, our hero who has given our life for us, his, excuse me, has given his life for us, not to save our lives, but to save our souls. Because these old bodies will one day be gone. But God desires to have our soul forever so that we will be with him for all eternity. Eternal Father and Prince of peace. Boy, that last one's the one that I'm looking forward to. Because I get tired of seeing fighting and feuding. I get tired of seeing war. I get tired of seeing innocent people whose lives are destroyed and whose lives are taken. I get tired of seeing families that are torn. I get tired of seeing tension in churches and in homes and in our country and in our world. But there's coming a day. It's going to be a good day. When Jesus Christ returns... And the very Son who was born to us as our Savior will be the Prince of Peace. That's good stuff right there. When all wickedness and evil is dealt with, when all of our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, when we put our faith and trust in Him and we receive God's grace and we get to experience the joy of being in the presence of our Lord and there will be peace. There will be no more heartache. There will be no more fussing. There will be no more feuding. Because Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, will have fulfilled everything that God's very word has told us. There's coming a day when Jesus Christ will come. And for all those who have put their faith and trust in him, he will be your Prince of Peace. And what a peaceful, wonderful, glorious day that will be. I want to ask you this morning, do you have peace in your life? Because if you haven't found peace in Jesus Christ, you will not find peace anywhere else because Jesus is the very Prince of Peace. Perhaps you were like those that Isaiah was writing these words to. And there were times where, where they were facing some difficult times because of their disobedience and because of their sin and because of their darkness. But God is reminding them, I will not leave you this way forever. There is coming one who is going to take away your distresses and your worries and your fears and your sins. And that very one is Jesus Christ. The one who the people look forward to for the peace that was to come is the same one that you and I should look forward to if we need peace. If there is no peace in your life, if there is sin in your life, then you've got to give your life to Jesus Christ. 
You've got to look at what this word says and what the rest of God's word says. And you've got to know that you know that you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he humbly, humbly came, that he was born of a virgin Mary, that he was uh, born in a manger, that he lived a humble life and that he gave his life on a cross for you, that he suffered and, and died a horrible death because he loves you and he wants you to experience the peace of being in his presence for all eternity. Have you experienced the Prince of Peace? If you hadn't, I want to tell you it's Jesus Christ. If you're looking for peace, you find it in Jesus today. Let's pray. God, we thank you for these words, and we thank you for what a wonderful Savior we have, dear Lord. In the midst of all the hecticness that we have in our world, and all the struggles and the worries and all the, the things that we have to go through today, dear Lord, there are no doubt many in this room that want peace. God, maybe there are some who are yours and they've experienced that peace of Jesus Christ and they, they trust your word, they trust him and, and God, they serve him, they follow him. But they just hadn't been living, living their life right, God. They've been living in sin, they've been allowing their worries to get to them, they've been in uh, distress for things of the world, dear Lord. I pray that today, that whatever they've got in their life, that they give it to you, that they bring it to you, dear Lord, that they just ask for forgiveness. And that they find that peace that Jesus wants to give us, dear Lord. And you don't give to us as the world gives, dear Lord. You give us a, a peace that, 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 that we can't even imagine, dear Lord. God, I pray that if there's one in this room that has never accepted Jesus Christ, maybe they've heard scriptures like these a hundred times. Maybe they've heard from the voices of many's and from reading your word that, that Jesus is Lord, but they've never followed him. They've never accepted him. They've never found that peace, dear Lord, because they've never submitted their self to Jesus Christ. God, I pray that if there is one in this room that has never submitted their life to Jesus Christ, that today, that they would realize the hope and the peace that comes through the Messiah that you sent, that he loved them to, uh, enough to give his life, God, so that they could be forgiven of their sins. So, God, that we can experience that peace that you want us to experience. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.